AI is currently the bull market that bubble investors can't seem to hear enough about, while blockchain seems to have become the redheaded stepchild. That's true. And today we're going to go deep with the CEO of Singularity Studio, who has a portfolio of decentralized AI and blockchain solutions to find out how these two foundational technologies really do make for a sweet marriage. Yeah, and we spend a lot of time kind of nerding out, don't we, Travis, on use cases and where he's using twin protocol to tokenize things like our personal IP or intellectual property, and also how firms are using digital twins to save their organization hundreds of thousands of dollars in knowledge transfer loss. Yeah, I would say this, Chris, Evan done research, crypto plus AI, it could be a really big thing down the road. So it's time for us to chat with Bill Inman here on episode five of the podcast version of the Web3 show. Yeah, uh-huh. Here we go, here we go, it's the Web3 show. Before you know, it will be Web4, then Web5, Web6, Web7. But now it's Web3, so let's all go to heaven on a podcast here. This ish is the best. Learn and laugh with Travis and listen to Chris. Donna lives in the house with Sophia and Nova. Talking about AI to help you get over. Yeah, like I said, it's the Web3 show. Now you know what you're getting, so let's freaking go. Bill Inman, welcome to the show. So for those who don't know, Bill Inman is the CEO of Singularity Studio, a spin-out of Singularity Net, the foremost decentralized AI network out there. Many of you have seen some of their projects. But Bill, we're going to talk about a lot of the things you got going on because you're an investor in, a co-founder of several AI projects. You advise a bunch of AI projects. You were just in Riyadh with Sophia the Robot. Welcome to the show. How the heck did you get into AI? And you know, give people a little context. Yeah, well, first of all, Chris, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I really appreciate and uh, love spending time with you and Travis because it's nice to, to spend time with entrepreneurs that are that understand the tech, have been in the trenches doing it, know how to grow companies. And probably more important than that, you always make me laugh. So I love that part of it and appreciate your time. And I think we're going to have an interesting conversation because, um, you know, I've been lucky enough over the past four years to be deep into uh, both AI and blockchain. And before that, being a serial entrepreneur for multiple projects in the enterprise space, you know, throughout my whole career. So, you know, Chris, with, uh, kind of like yourself, you know, uh, you and I have been tech geeks since we were young. Um, combine that with, the, you know, the athlete thing, which maybe maybe that de deterred us, that college football days deterred us from being real geeks. But nevertheless, we are. I've been in it my whole life. My my um, mom and dad handed me a Commodore 64 when I was like 11 years old. I started programming on it and then never looked back. So, uh, you know, over the years have raised for seed stage, pre-seed stage. I've been part of uh, helping to raise about $200 million for seed stage and pre-seed stage companies. And uh, some of those I've been a co-founder in. Some of them I just help with the raise. Some of them I advise. Some of them as an entrepreneur. I've been lucky enough to grow companies with the right team from idea to one went to 3.2 billion, uh, two, $2 billion acquisition and a billion dollars organic, you know, internal sales growth. So to be honest with you, you know, the AI path that we're on today is exciting and scary and a huge greenfield opportunity, but it's somewhat always been there uh, with computers in that we're using computers to make ourselves better, to maximize our own potential. And now it's at a point where you can communicate it with like a human. So about three years ago, I got involved, as you mentioned, with SingularityNet. It is one of the world's foremost decentralized AI projects. Singularity Studio is a spin-out, spin-off of SingularityNet. And then we have helped see grow 
and advise multiple projects within that ecosystem. So lucky enough to meet Dr. Ben Gertzel, known as the founder of artificial, the father of artificial general intelligence and um, been deep in AI with him since then. Before I got here though, I was already an AI and a blockchain patent holder and uh, had had an exit at a company kind of in that space in human capital that use that technology. So um, yeah, I remember just, you got about, you got about a handful of patents or eight or something. Don't you got a bunch of patents, don't you? Well, we've got two that we assigned and, and um, you know, we, uh, I started a company called Talenting in 2017, which had uh, enterprise blockchain and AI, AI patents. And we sent that, we sold that company to a wonderful company, job.com, and they're going crazy with it. Uh, but since that time, you know, we've got, I've got five other patent families in process um, uh, with various companies and uh, really looking to not only leverage patents, totally separate conversation, by the way, not only leverage patents for defensibility, but also to uh, to, to create as an asset to create inbound um, money as well. You know, looking at those as assets that you can collateralize. So yeah, five in play right now, five different families in play, not patents around AI and blockchain. You're killing it, brother. You're doing great stuff over there, Mr. Bill Inman. Hey, um, I, I wanna maybe go back in time even a little bit further. Like where did you get your start when it comes to blockchain, right? Because you're doing some really interesting, th interesting things with the intersection of AI and blockchain. So I think maybe you know where did you your start in that space originally? Uh, I think kind of like we all did in that uh, we all wanted to own and monetize our own data uh, over time, and we're like, why is Facebook using our data? Why is LinkedIn? Why is MySpace? You know, we probably all had those thoughts being technology entrepreneurs for many decades now. But if you look at blockchain, blockchain is a tool of decentralization. So uh, being able to basically get own your own data, take responsibility for your own information and take it off of centralized servers. So that thought has been with me for a long time. Now, of course, I wish I had in 2008 thought of the Bitcoin white paper. That would have been amazing. But um, I formally got involved with the blockchain side as we know it today in 2017. Uh, as you and I know, and many of the, the listeners all know, uh, ICO uh, era of 2017 caught the world by storm bitcoin obviously went from 2000 to 20,000 ish in that range and and then i caught the bug but i came from an enterprise background so i was you know create a business real funding get it to several billion dollars do it by selling global 2000 fortune 500 so my focus was on building blockchain for what it really is valuable for and somewhat forgotten in the because we got into the area era of DeFi speculation and crypto is like blockchain's crypto. It's not blockchain is an immutable record that allows you to have portable information without middlemen. So my early entrance into blockchain was really around leveraging blockchain for enterprises, which I think still has a lot of potential. So 2017, Travis is when I when I got into it formally. That's beautiful. I think we met not so long after that so you guys so you've been you know since then you know chris introduced me to you and talking about some of the cool stuff that you were doing you know it was with singularity net and then with twin protocol it's been really fascinating because for me one of the very first things that got me on the entrepreneurial path was this guy by the name of napoleon hill <laughs> and he said so many awesome stuff there's a book called think and grow rich out there and the laws of success and what you've done with Napoleon Hill was just absolutely fascinating. Could you talk about that a little bit real quick? Well, first of all, let's just give props because I know you're a big fan to Napoleon Hill and a lot of Gen Z and Gen Alpha, they don't know what Napoleon Hill is. So for me, uh, Travis, and I think you did, you've done the same. I've read that. 
at least several dozen times. And I've listened to it like when I slept probably several hundred times. That was in my 20s. I'm in my 50s now. Yeah, so I just actually just plug it all into ChatGPT now and it just reads it for me and just tells me the little snippets. So we don't even need to read anymore. I know, but you got to internalize it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm waiting for... I'm waiting for ChatGPT for Travis, where you can do that and your wallet just gets big. You don't even have to. You don't even. Have oh, to nice! Automated wallet growth. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all in. How do I invest? That's called Twin Protocol, actually. So at Twin Protocol, to dovetail both conversations, there uh, we ingested uh, three thousand pages of Napoleon Napoleon Hill's out of copyright works, which is Law of Success and Think and Grow Rich. And then we created a simple language model around that. This is pre-chat GPT this year. And um, we were able to converse with Napoleon Hill on Telegram. So any of your users that are interested in that, they can ping me and then we can give them access to that. And, um, but it was simple, 3000 pages, Napoleon Hill's work, ingest that into our language model at Singularity Net, because it was the Singularity Net technology we used to do that. I uh, link that, link those Q&A pairs. There's like 12,000 Q&A pairs created uh, from that uh, ingest. And then you can just chat with it. So it's a chat bot with Napoleon Hill. And I think that at Twin Protocol, that's what we're doing. We're ingesting author's information. We're ingesting personal information. We're storing that information in the blockchain. We're creating the dials and levers that you as a person might want to share that in a filtered manner with others. And then we're tokenizing it. Ultimately, Travis will be able to take yours and Chris's brain and the Web3 show, I guess, as a, as a, globe, as a unified brain and create a monetizable blockchain training data that people can pay twin tokens for and access your brain. So we're on that path, Chris, already. And I think, I think you know, I want to spit that back in, in a little bit of layman's brand, you know, manager terms too, right? If you're an IP holder, what this, what this means, if I heard you right, is that with twin protocol, what I can do is I can actually wrap my intellectual property, whatever that may be, be right whatever i think that's worth whether it's audio video books i can ingest that into a thing and then i can wrap that underneath a set of rules inside of a token so i can say if it's streamed i charge x if it's you know a download i charge y if it's bought in in whole i charge z whatever so in other words each each um thought leader ip holder whatever they may be because it could be artists it could be anything they could ingest their ip into a into a tokenized structure put it into a marketplace with twin protocol and and what the blockchain is serving in that is is essentially the ledger of transactions in and out of that ip as it's being licensed used bought sold what have you and um the twin token is essentially the the thing that unlocks that or 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 pays the toll so to speak um but now i could take that and pair that with maybe my avatar or my in other words with other ai technologies that are bringing that to life is that is that right Hundred percent. This is your personal training data or your brain stored in the blockchain. So I think you put it really well. And then through our engine, you'll be able to monetize that and release that to certain AIs where you want to be able to have that taken into effect. So at Twin Protocol, we've got a very strong partnership with EDU, EDYOU.com, and they've created not only the ingestion model to take this information in and create simple language models from that, and by the way, we're not talking open AI, which is large language model, which took the internet, all of our data, monetized it, didn't give us any money. And by the way, it's it's a phenomenal tech. I use it every day. It's, it's, it's amazing. But this takes your brain and creates language models from that. And then you plug it into any AI you want. So 
if we don't do this decentralized approach with AI, then we're just going to keep letting the FANG type companies of the world own our data and never get anything from it. This creates an AI of you that you can filter, pull the levers for, give certain people access, and now tokenize and make money. And then again, I want to give props to EDU, which is our partner here, which actually has the ingestion model, the intelligent curation engine, the um, language model that taps into our blockchain and gives us not only the AI functionality, but human-like avatars to deliver it through. And that's another key part of what we're doing. So on that piece, though, you know, clarify this piece, because you just said something um, that I hadn't thought of before. So like, if... If I have a language model, what, walk us through like what that means. When you say my language model is different than Travis's, is it because we're creating literally a digital twin that has ingested enough of Chris Snook's audio, written words, whatever, to know how I think, what my biases may or may not be, how I react? Is that why the language model is unique? Is, I'm just trying to understand the weeds a little bit of yes. science. Okay. Yes, it is. So think about all of your the documents in your drive. Think about all the Zooms you've recorded. Think about all the podcasts you've recorded. Think about the Web3 show. Uh, think about on, on OpenAI or GPT or Jasper or whatever you use, all the prompts you submit, all of the information that comes back to you based upon your queries, all the Google searches you've ever done. So take what you can out of that mix of data that you've created and you've helped curate over time. And basically it we ingest that at Twin Protocol, store it in a blockchain for you, Give, make sure that it's your IP, you own it, and help you uh, distribute that to the world. So start with all your documents. Let's just go simple, your Google Docs. You connect Google Cloud, we ingest all your Google Docs, and how about your Gmail? We ingest that too. Now you can talk to your old self. You can, If your Gmail, like me, goes back a decade, you can go, hey, in 2010, I met Bill Inman, which we did. We met a little bit later. I wish I met you. Then. In 2010, what did I say to Bill Inman? Like, what were our topics of conversation? Well, it was early Bitcoin and we were thinking about, you know, SaaS models. Or So you can, you can talk to your past self basically by just ingesting your Gmail and your old docs. And so that simple model is not what's happening with large language models. It's giving you what the world, what the world's consolidated information in, but not your personal AI or PA. Yeah. That's really interesting. Let me add, let me let me ask something on that because, like, say for example, you know, I got a pretty diverse network, but I'm really horrible sometimes at like following up and connecting with people who are like, "Wow, these are really awesome people," but I just stopped talking to them for whatever reason. Is there a way to like ingest my LinkedIn or to ingest my LinkedIn plus my uh, Gmail to be to identify the conversations that I had that were maybe the most golden that I did it that I dropped the ball on or whatever else to or just to maybe help people along the way to realize, hey, this is a rock star person. You need to stay in touch with this person. A hundred percent. And by the way, you can imagine, and I was watching Blade Runner 2049 again the other day, you can imagine when you're walking down the street and you have Google or not Google glasses on, those were designed well. If you have Apple glasses on and they work, then you'll be able to see all that information. So when you go to a party, Travis, and you wear glasses anyway, so you can hide them in there. When you go to a party, you can say, oh, there's Chris, and he's a Scorpio, or whatever you are, Chris, I don't know. So, and, and basically his birthday was three days ago. And last time I talked to him, I talked to him about this. So the answer is yes, Travis, we're gonna, we're in, that, that's on the roadmap, by the way. It's not like today we can ingest and combine your LinkedIn plus your Gmail, but we can, we are combining personal data. And then basically it creates the twin of you, like from all these experiences, all this massive amount of data we've documented. And that's really valuable. I know for me, I, like you said, that use case of knowing who I talk to and when is like mm -hmm. valuable. 
I don't know if the world is ready, though, quite frankly, for Trav AI. <laughs> Dude, you're already there. I see what you're doing. I don't know if this world is ready for this. I don't. I need a clone for my own personal use, but I don't think the world is ready for Travis AI. Maybe. Well, yeah. We I need mean, Chris AI first. Chris yeah, AI. Right, right. You know, there. so um, you got me thinking, because I know you're doing some stuff. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more maybe about the use cases with uh, EDU that you're working on in the healthcare space. Yeah. But what just occurred to me, and maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but like if I can talk to my old self, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, forget monetizing it for a minute, right? From me directly, me, me not selling that to someone, but the utility of it. Or if if I didn't know about it, but somebody was, um, you know, a mental health practitioner, right? Because mental health is a big thing today in in the in in the world and and all and all the awareness and everything. If I could go fix or heal old scars, or I could kind of understand you know, the broken thinking that maybe led me to do things that didn't end up well, because I could have my language model analyzed and then I could talk to myself. I mean, that, that seems like there could be some therapeutic benefits to that. So much. I totally agree with you. So my daughter's name is Alexia. Her last name is Inman. Her initials are AI. I didn't try it that way. Uh, so it just <laughs> works. <laughs> That's awesome. Like yeah, that. yeah, but her, her middle name's not Gertrude, so it's not AGI. It's Jewel. So we didn't. So when you say Alexia, does that does like the uh, you know Amazon Alexa pop on all the time? I have never used Alexa because my daughter's name is Alexia. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. So, <laughs> Alexia, give it. Is that the reason, or is it, or is it because you don't want Jeff Bezos in your freaking house like me? Like <laughs> I already buy enough. Well, you don't need one platform or another. You, you know, your cell phone basically is on two four seven anyway, Chris. I know you know a lot about that. And uh, somebody remember, I built one that doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And, and it's, it's super innovative. So for mental health, you know, my daughter uh, is getting a master's in uh, counseling now. So mental health for professional athletes is her thing. And she started a whole service around that. She was an, a college athlete and all that good stuff. So um, I finally got AI, my daughter on board, Alexia Inman on board. And she's actually uh, working with twin and the EDU models to create mental wellness and create AI for that. Now, what she, her, her initial thinking is, because we can do this now, like I've talked about, let's just ingest information from authors, past and present, and let's give people the ability to talk to those authors about what's in their books. What should I do now? You know, um, whoever the case may be for mental wellness. So I think... And by integrating your own data and have the AI analyze your own data or talking to your previous self and sprinkling in experts is super therapeutic. You yeah, guys are on think, mute. No, I think I think that um, for sure makes a lot of sense. And, I, you know, I know Travis has had ever since I've known him, and I don't remember when he started it, but he's had this graphic that he updates, you know, with his personal mastermind group and um, – you know, I, I, I think it, it's really interesting to think about the fact that you could kind of talk to your former self and go back Absolutely. and actually and actually learn, you know, how your thinking's evolved, how your language patterns evolved, maybe how your value system has evolved um, more. And even the minds that's in that. Right. So th that goes back to Napoleon Hill, actually, Chris, you know, he in the book, Thinking Grow Rich, he has a mastermind group and he goes in his mind. He had like Ralph Waldo Emerson and. He had, you know, Edison and, uh, you know, I believe uh, Carnegie, Wrigley, maybe. Yeah. So he had all these great people that he would just ask questions to in his mind through their persona. And then he would, you know, get questions back and get the answers back to those questions in his mind. So now that's kind of what's happening now. And that was originally 
you know, my long-term thought for this when I started to create this thing in 2008 was, dude, eventually I will be able to input all the words everybody said, the books they've read, you know, like John Lennon, you could take in all their, all of their, the things he, all these interviews, all the books, all the songs, all the things that he's done and said, and he could take his voice. And now, Bill, look at where we are now. We're almost to the point where that's possible. And then when AR and VR happens, you can literally have your own personal John Lennon following you around and asking him questions and asking him to sing you songs. In the true form of John Lennon, he wouldn't do because I'm not your monkey, mate. I'm not just going to sing a song for you. Are <laughs> you going to ask me to sing a song? I'm not doing it. All right. Thank you, AI John Lennon. You'd have to infuse him with a little bit of Travis attitude to make him, you know, like he'd have like Trav Travitude. You have to give him a little of that, and then he would be okay. Um, <laughs> did you just make a word? I think you just made a word. I did. That's actually not. That's not a shitty word, man. Travitude. That's pretty good. That's actually yeah, that might a be a shitty. Here. It's a little. It's a little bit. A little bit. Oh man. Um. You know. Well. So uh, with hey, with regards to that, you know, Travis, I don't. Travis, do you talk a lot about Think and Grow Rich on, on when you do a podcast? I don't know that I've ever a, talked about Think and Grow Rich while I've ever done a podcast. No. Now, you know what? I, I will say yeah, I okay. have in the past. It, it inspired me to do my very first podcast back in the day called Cultivate Greatness. Back in 2006 was my first podcast. And a few of the episodes where I would interview authors and whatnot, and they would send me books. And I thought it was the best thing ever. Like, oh, my God, I'm getting free books. Are you serious? These publishers are just sending me books for free. And uh, so that was awesome. And then I started doing some around the law of success where I would read it, and then I would do some snippets. I actually have some of those on an old hard drive I might want to upload sometime. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, uh, oh, go ahead, Chris. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, well, I think, you know, you and I are Napoleon Hill disciples, so I have a I have a mastermind, visual mastermind thing, too. And for what that means, basically, is you can talk to the people, these world leaders, you know, whether it would be Abraham Lincoln or whoever you got on your list. And you can they can now give you advice, Travis, in real time, as opposed to imagining it in your head. So just for people like you and I, or as Chris said, with the use cases, that's exciting. You know, it's really it's super duper cool to be able to do yeah. that. So. I yeah, and I think, case. you know, as we get more and more polarized, you know, um, I think it's it's kind of an interesting benefit with some of that stuff. If you could go to, you know, the estates or, the uh, you know, the, the families of whether it's an MLK or a Mother Teresa and you could like and you could talk about things that are happening in the present day, whether it's racism making, you know, come back or all these things. And you could say, how do I talk to my kid about, you know, this shooting or how do I do that? And you could ask like someone you know like martin luther king that that's that's really interesting i want to shift gears though bill because i think you know the use case that that's really the precursor to kind of what i understand you know at least from the website and everything twin protocols focus has been from a business standpoint which is to essentially um replace the the workforce loss or the or the knowledge transfer loss which i think is in the five to six figure range every time somebody leaves a position, whether they're fired or they quit or they get, you know, transferred somewhere else. Organizations and your your human capital, human talent kind of you know guy with multiple exits. Talk to us a little bit about how Twin works in that regard, because I think that's actually super practical for a lot of organizations right now. Oh my goodness, every organization ever actually. So departing employees can cost a, um, and they get departed because they get let go, they retire, uh, the economy changes, they have to get laid off. Whatever the case may be, departing employees at organizations can cost up to $100,000 to replace that person. And sometimes people are irreplaceable because they're an engineer that built an airline wing with certain IP. So basically, 
Um, a twin protocol, a main use case is to have enterprises store this enterprise information from subject matter experts and to the level of with our with the EDU avatar technology to be able to have a photorealistic avatar of that person so the person never left. So basically with twin, an enterprise can engage it for the whole organization. They can take their, let's use aerospace engineers, and they can talk to that one aerospace engineers about tensile strength or whatever aerospace engineers talk about. Or you can combine the knowledge of all the aerospace engineers into one, and then your future engineers can talk to that basically genius on aerospace engineering every day. So that is a huge ROI because it lowers recruiting costs. It lowers, uh, it increases retention of knowledge and uh, every single enterprise in the world needs it. So on a larger scale though, there's not a lot that's been done with converging AI and blockchain just yet. So I find the whole field to be wide open. Because what about Bob, the aerospace engineer, that doesn't want to leave his life's work. He goes home and he reads from 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. every morning on aerospace engineering, and he's done it for 20 years. He wants to have that data. This allows Bob, whether he's internal at a company or not, to monetize that back to his previous employer, thus giving him an alter ego that's making money for him while he's sleeping or up reading. So well, I, think, I think there's a huge... Yeah, I, you know, I think about, I mean, aerospace engineers, one use case, I mean, I... In a whole other life, um, I spent several years, you know, training and consulting for sales organizations all over the world, whether it was enterprises or, you know, um, direct sales companies, direct to customer or consumer companies. And, you know, enterprise as a specific use case, because I know you spent a lot of time in SaaS and those kind of models, like we now have SDRs and we have all these different processes, right? And they work well. And when you do them right, they're really scalable. But at the end of the day, like um, your best salespeople are always the anomaly. It's always almost impossible, like, because the product never changes, right? The product's the product. So you and me and Travis are all in the same sales group. Let's say one of us is the top performer. You know, the the, the product's the same. The, the pricing's the same. Like the difference is that X factor, that person who just either in the Napoleon Hill sense, right, has a different set point, right? They're like, I'm not leaving here without a million dollar a year or whatever it is, right? Like they, there's things that are intangibles. And now we have Slack channels and we have Teams channels and we have like all these things where semantic level data happens, but it's not directly tied to maybe the sales conversation, but it all shows you how that person thinks, moves, reacts, follows up, doesn't follow up during the cycle of, of a lead. And I can imagine that you could literally take a twin protocol and like either replace your SDRs or augment them or take your best salespeople and have it read everything from teams to, to, you know, Slack to whatever and go, this is what makes Travis better than you, or this, this is what we need to do as the next email follow-up tied to the marketing communications channel, tied it to the lead scoring. Like to me, that seems like a super practical use of this AI. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because it ties I, so, directly to revenue, right? It, it goes right to revenue. Like the engineer guy, he needs to make the product, but he doesn't tie to revenue. He's a cost center on R and D. This ties directly to revenue, which easily justifies the implementation. Couple of exciting things here. Number one, you don't find that we talk enough about enterprise blockchain uh, use cases, and we're talking about that here with Twin Protocol. Most of the enterprise, most of the blockchain crypto use cases are B two C or basically, you know, DeFi. So I'm excited to be talking about stuff that you and I know and that the world knows that, like SDR sales sales reps and things like that. Really, it's the square root of the number of sales team you have that's that basically are productive. So if you have nine salespeople, only three are productive out of that. So how do you take the three? If you have 100, it's 10. So how do you take the knowledge of the three and get it over to the nine? 
you can have them, you know, store their S, their subject matter expertise in the twin blockchain, have the EDU uh, AI process that. And then you can ask questions to the SDR rep on the fly almost. You can press mute on the call and go, hey, this guy, you heard what this guy just said. What do I do next? Well, you need to use the um, the Abraham Lincoln clothes to use Zig Ziglar's thing. And then bulky, then you go back and you do So you can always have that twin there with you, whether it's your twin or a subject matter expert, super duper effective for enterprises. That is a really, really interesting use case when you're thinking about that and to be able to augment a real human salesperson on the fly with that kind of data that could make, you know, because a lot of times you, you um, cause I've been in sales back in the day and I remember afterwards, you know, if you don't make the sale, you're like, damn, if I'd only said this, or if I'd have said that, why didn't I say this? I was no, I should have, I know I should have said that. And I didn't say that. And I could have. And so now you're having the fact that you're having an AI backing you up with that particular use case is, is really interesting. And there's so many more. So let me ask about this. So you have twin protocol. This is going to be its own crypto as well. And so in my mind, I keep thinking web three AI cryptos, like there's going to, there, there's not been any that's blown up yet to my knowledge. Are there any on your knowledge of AI, the driven sort of cryptos that have, that have popped yet? Well, I just did a uh, full analysis on this because I was speaking at an event uh, for one of the advisors at Singularity Studio, True Global Ventures, TPV. And then we talked about the valuation of blockchain uh, cryptocurrencies over the past six months. Since, since, so you have AGIX, and by the way, just let me preface this because I do this in every, I'm not an advisor and financial advisor. I don't, you know, recommend you talk. This to is not financial advice. Please, there you go. And I like your accents, by the way. I heard the English one. I didn't know you have that talent. I got all kinds of talents. I got it's my own twin protocol. And I said, can you plug in this little accent right here? And you just got to plug it in. It's really, it's fancy quite actually. Do you ever a stand-up comic? I actually, I have done that a few times. I've been on stage doing comedy about, oh, well over a hundred times on stage I've done comedy. Oh, dude, I want to see that. Please send that. He's even funnier on podcasts, though, just so you know. Just so you know. Thanks for tuning in, by the way, to everyone who's listening to this so far into the show. Thank you for the kind words, Bill. I will send you some crypto for that kind compliment later. <laughs> um, well, back to the question. So um, blockchain, AI, so I think this is the moral to this whole story of this conversation. So over the past you know, four years, we've seen crypt the crypto market, which is DeFi plus the vertical of finance, go reach dollars of valuation, which was the high point, right? It reached to crypto reached two trillion, two trillion. So what, where it's wide open, greenfield, blue ocean is converging tech. Now take decentralization as a concept and layer AI on top of it. These are the use cases we've been talking about. And then if you add AR, VR on top of it, so you can see the information in your glasses, you got other converging tech. So I think everybody needs to come in with eyes wide open and uh, look at the converging tech opportunities, blockchain and AI. Look at the crypto that's involved with AI. It's exploded this year in 2023. Yeah, I mean, we could go on for hours. I, I'm still thinking about that sales development use case. We'll have to have you back and do do a whole bit on a on on a client or something when you get one there, because I think what Twin's doing, what EDU's doing, and you know your wealth of knowledge, Bill, and, and I think I think we are going to see the AI bubble uh, get bigger, and maybe it'll converge with the blockchain spring when we get out of winter, and there could be some really interesting things in the next six to twelve months that happen in your space. Um, thanks for being on the Web3 show. Thanks for enlightening us with what you're up to and the practical uses for it. And we'll have to have you back. 
Guys, what you're doing is amazing. I know the projects you're on. I'm always super impressed. Uh, innovators, thought leaders, geniuses, fun guys. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Tune in each week to Web3 Show live on FinTech TV each Wednesday. And look for long-form audio podcasts with guests on this audio podcast channel each Monday and Friday. Learn more at web3show.io. And we will see you next time.